All right. So after that false start, uh, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast. So it'll either be five minutes of a recording that apparently is unusable, and then we'll come back and do it again. Or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. It's a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. My name's Ben Holt. My guest this week, left to right across your podcast dial once again, we got Corey. Hey. Noah. Hey again. And Pat. Hey. Hey. The movie. Hey. <laughs> the movie this week, much like the last time that at least some of us were in your house, if not necessarily on the recording for The Departed, that was for Oscar winners. This month, we're doing Oscar Best Picture nominees for the current as of a, well, out of date as of a few hours ago, but whatever, we're still doing it. As of the 95th Oscars, all that to say this week is everything, everywhere, all at once. The movie, not the concept, before someone does that joke. One of us is a dad now, so I got to just preempt any kind of joke like that. Wait, one of you guys is a dad too? You weren't last time you were on the podcast. I wasn't. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Congrats to Pat. Yeah, that was still, Chrissy was pregnant though, I think, if it was last March. Yeah. And depending on what part of the month it was, it was pre or post announcement. Yeah, I don't remember. People might not have known. Right. <laughs> um, pre your birthday. If yeah. You want to be specific. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, so this week, everything, everywhere, all at once. Excited to talk about it. Something that we all liked. A few of us went to see together almost a full year ago at the end of March 2022. Twice. Yeah. Twi- and then another time after that. And then earlier this week, a third time for me, although that was not in theaters, but hey, good movie. We liked it. <laughs> yep. Top we 10 did. favorite movies now. That's great. It's, it's that been added really to my list. Yeah. Bad, you like it too? I liked it. I liked it. I would say when I first watched it, I was like super high on the movie and I'm still very high on the movie, but I feel like I've cooled off just a tiny bit. Like I like it still a lot, a lot. Good. It's still my favorite movie of the year, but cool. I agree with that. 2022 favorite movie. Yeah. I um that's good. It would be a lot faster of a podcast if that's all we did. But all right, that's you know, it. It's a lot. This is a, yeah, you need to drive home. <laughs> it's great. That's, it's a pretty far good movie too. Um, but let's talk about some other stuff. Anything you guys have been watching lately that's been good, worth noting, worth mentioning? Anything? Yes, uh, I watched Barry recently, and it's a show about a hitman who wants to be an actor, and it's a, a very Spoilers. good show. That's not funny. <laughs> I didn't know that. So that doesn't happen until 20 minutes into episode one. <laughs> and it's it's a very good show. Um, you know, there's a lot of situations in the show where you're like, how the fuck are the writers going to write their way out of this? Like, it just seems like the characters can't come back from this moment. And then they always come back. And it's, you know, just a very entertaining show. I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah, I like it um, a lot. Bill Hader is the, I guess he's directed some of the episodes now, but he's also the star and he's really good. I don't remember the actress's name. That's like the main. His uh, girlfriend. At yeah. Some point. She's a love interest. She's awesome. I don't think I've seen her in like anything else. She's super she's, good. She's really good in that show. Um, you guys watch anything recently? I don't think I've watched anything. All right. Cool. That's fine. Oh, wait. Gets us no, to the no, movie no, faster. <laughs> Ant-Man 3. Oh, yeah. I forgot we yeah, watched that. Quantumania. Yeah, Quantumania. Saw it in theaters. Forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. It was fine. <laughs> Just like every other Marvel movie, for the most part. Why did you go see it? If you feel that way about Marvel movies, I want to hang out with the boys. Yeah, uh, and it was—it was like there was action. It was kind of funny. I saw the second one. That's the only reason why. Any movie in IMAX is like somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Usually, that's true. Mm. Uh, Noah, you seen anything? Uh, 
I've been watching a lot of uh, D and D shows. <laughs> no, that counts. Yeah, we, we've 20. done like YouTube videos in this in this part of the recap. Before. What's a D and D show? Uh, it's a show where people play Dungeons and Dragons. Is it a show? Yeah, it's a show. Or is it just people recording their Dungeons and Dragons sessions? I mean, what do you, what do you a mean? show is just <laughs> what, people what are you, recording. No, Dimension Twenty. Um, I started watching. No, I was wondering role. if it's scripted. No, it's yeah, it's they come up with it on the spot, except yeah. for one person. Well, the yeah, the dungeon master, but the characters can you know take it in any direction. It's been cool. really good. Yeah, it's cool. I never gotten into Dimension Twenty, but not because I hate them or anything. I just haven't really tried. But I'm sure I I'm sure I would. Get you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I remember sure posting videos. Be like, this is this is great. Yeah, but you'd like it a lot. That's um, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> uh, I think Robbie originally recommended it, or I think we had watched an episode at his house. Yeah, yeah um, but yeah, if you want to start, go go with Fantasy High. It's a great intro, and okay. I love the cast. I think they're hilarious. Yeah, it's it's tough stuff like that where it's like, oh, they've been doing it for so long that there's you know, it's hard to pick a starting point. So that's helpful to yeah. To the DM back. is uh one of the guys from College Humor, mm-hmm. Brennan uh, Lee Mulligan. Yeah, this whole month we're kind of foregoing the premise just because it's their new movies, so all of us hadn't seen it. But this is the one that's like, well, I guess we did see it a year ago. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of hard to get in the same thing. But how, how long ago did you watch it? I think we're transitioning to the movie a week. Now. Okay, yeah. So you definitely oh, count. That's fresh. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you fresh guys blood. Rewatched it recently, Corey? No, no. honestly, I, I thought it was to. a few months ago. Um, <laughs> until Ben said that, I was like, oh. I think the Columbus show was not like that soon after. I think it was a bit after. Oh, okay. So that maybe, would make sense. But not more than like a month or two. <laughs> I haven't seen it since yeah. we we had originally seen it. So it's been yeah. a long time. When was your rewatch, Ben? A week ago. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're in the. I listened same. to a bunch of YouTube videos though. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> Talking about it. There's a lot. I mean, it's really connected with, especially people our age. It's made by people our age, even yeah. though it stars Michelle Yeoh, who's this person that's been around since we were kids, and even before that when her work in Hong Kong was before any of us were alive. Um, let's get into the movie. What a great transition. <laughs> um, yeah. Any of us are sort of eligible to say a one minute plot summary since it was, it's relatively new to all of us. Anyone want to give it a try? <laughs> That's a, this movie with a one minute plot summary. Yeah. You saw it the most recently. I, yeah, I can try? try. I'm just trying to think if I can do one minute, I'll do my best. Um, that's part I, of the challenge. I got to reference my, the IMD page just because I'm so bad at the names and movies. Cheating. No, I'm not going <laughs> to read the, only, the description. You only get 40 I'm seconds. A middle-aged yeah, Chinese swept up in an insane it. No. Uh, <laughs> it's about a you know Chinese family living in America, and the opening you know conflict in the sh- movie is that they're clearly having problems with the IRS. They're being audited at their um, laundromat business, and there's a lot of receipts that are not adding up. The auditor um, is, you know, pushing the family really hard and threatening to charge them with serious crimes around tax fraud. And while the main character, played by Michelle Yeoh, Evelyn, is meeting with, is Jamie Lee Curtis's character's name is pronounced Diad? Deirdre. 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 Yep. Deirdre. Okay. When Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn, seconds. is meeting with Deirdre. <laughs> only gun through the person. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it would be hard for me. It is. It's tough. It is tough. (laughs) Her husband's body is uh, taken over by a character from another dimension. And so Wayman speaks to her and he talks about, you know, these alternate universes and like any normal person from 
our dimension. She didn't believe it. She thought everything going on was crazy. She was losing her mind. Um, and then eventually she slowly starts to buy into some of the wacky things that he's telling her to do. Uh, and it just leads her through kind of a, a life altering adventure where she realizes some things about herself and her family um, and uh, how some of the moral implications of her actions have affected the people around her. And, you know, there's a positive message in the end. So the end, that's my summary. Yeah, you got it. Nice. Um, but that's basically what happens in the movie, but like you were, ref uh, you know, referring to, there are quite a bit of other things that are going on at all times. Uh, the movie's operating on many tracks at once, especially once you end to like the third act and it's sort of actions happening across multiple versions of the characters existences, but still pretty interesting. Done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. So, um, Michelle, yeah, what was what was anyone's sort of relationship with her? Did you had you guys seen at least like <laughs> Yeah, I've never met her either, but um I guess we would have been what, 10, 12 when around there when Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon came out. I've seen that movie. Maybe even younger. Mm -hmm. Um she's awesome in that. Uh Crazy Rotations. Yeah, I was gonna say Crazy Rotations, I guess, is the most recent thing before this. Yeah. That I she's saw that really in theaters. She's awesome in that it was, too. It was good. Yeah, really good. Uh, clips of her from that red carpet is, are in this movie. <laughs> oh, no way. That's yeah. what those scenes are from. I you can see yeah. like it says Crazy Rich Asians on one of the backdrops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And uh, I think in America, at least, she had never been in a starring role in a movie. She's been a lot of times a supporting cool. role or like a second lead. Um, but as the top build, the centerpiece on the poster of the movie, this is really the first one. And uh, it's something that she's talked a lot about and got like pretty emotional about, like, oh, it feels like it's finally happening for her, even at this stage of her life. Um, and yeah, she's fucking awesome in this movie. It's great. She holds the whole thing together. Yeah, I didn't know her at all before this movie. And oh, cool. And <laughs> it's sad because it only lasted like two days until I saw Tar. But I was like, wow, she's definitely the best actress of the year. She absolutely has to win the award, um, the the best actress nominee. And I still kind of hope she does from an emotional standpoint. But I, I would say I no, I no longer feel that she is the, the standout acting performance of the year as far as female actors go. Yeah, I probably have to agree with you there. What um, movie is it? Tar with Kate Blanchett. And it's, it's tough because it seems like most years it would be a pretty easy... Win, easy win for easy. Michelle Yeoh. Like, I don't know if it, did you even watch the movie that Jessica Chastain won for last year? No. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Michelle Yeoh's great in this. Kiki Kwan is her husband, Waymond. Um, definitely have a movie watching relationship with him because he was a little kid in Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, and uh, one of the little kids in Goonies. And then took a really long time Did out you? off of acting. Right. Uh, data, I want to say. Data. Oh. Like, yeah, you, basically, <laughs> you're there. Um, and then couldn't get hired for like 20 years. Started working behind the camera. And this is sort of his big comeback. And uh, yeah, what a comeback. He's he's great in this too. He's got a pretty tough job switching between the versions of Waymond. And yeah, he was awesome. The actual stunt work that I think he's doing, at least some of the stunts himself. He did some stunt coordinating. So I think he has the ability to. Um, he crushed it for his first movie in like 20 years. 
Basically, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Just, it's pretty insane. Um, the guys that made this movie, Daniels, uh, some people think it's annoying that they call themselves Daniels, not the Daniels. Um, that is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm some people. people. <laughs> I felt like you might be. Uh, Daniel Shiner and Daniel Kwan. Who are both in the movie. They are both in the movie, yeah. Is that I one of your fun that. facts? Yep. Nice. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I was like, waiting for him to say Daniels. I know they're in the movie. Yep. They uh, play, well, the Daniel Shiner, it's like the, the S&M guy. Oh, nice. The really tall, bald guy yeah. who, yeah. Yeah, I remember that scene. And Daniel Kwan's one of the people that gets sucked into the bagel kind of towards the end. Yeah, he's in another scene too. What are, what are they saying? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I just remember there was one more. He was in the yeah, background. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the original fact, not the details. I'm not a details guy. Yeah. So what ben, Ben's here for. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm setting the stage for what everyone was doing before this movie now. It wasn't really on purpose, but we're in it now. I can't stop. Mm. Uh, they're... As a collaboration, Daniels had a feature film before this called Swiss Army Man. And you guys see that? No. No, I didn't see no, that I saw either. clips from it, but Good movie. it was weird. Good movie starring Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, you may have heard of it as the movie where Daniel Radcliffe plays a corpse that Paul Dano rides like a jet ski powered by farts. <laughs> um, and then they made this and it's going to win like a million Oscars. <laughs> That was the only like other feature film that they had. Yeah, one of the Daniels, Daniel Shiner, also made a movie called The Death of Dick Long. Mm -hmm. Um, But as Daniels, the collaboration, this is only their second feature film. Interesting. Uh, The thing that's probably most seen of theirs is the music video for Turn Down for What has over a billion views on YouTube. So, okay. I saw you mention that the Discord and I gave it a rewatch. Not a fan. I thought it was kind of stupid. I mean, uh, some cast think about the song though. concept. Just, just a bunch of people thrusting their genitals for four minutes. Yeah. You sound like a dad, dude. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the song? <laughs> These kids are thrusting their genitals. <laughs> yeah, just the word choice there is very... Uh, I didn't get it at all. <laughs> thrusting their genitals. Yeah. I'm one of the Tennessee governors who is protesting Elvis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> G pain or C pain, whatever his name is. <laughs> Why is he so hard? Was that even T pain? No. Oh uh, a little God. John. <laughs> Edit that out, please. But, uh, but a, a, it was a clueless dad wouldn't know. <laughs> right? I Robbie. was acting as Pat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would just assume T pain's in it. <laughs> not only did he not know the artist, he didn't even know the name of the suspected artist. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's full dad, peak dad move. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the actresses in that video is also in this movie as the woman in the scene of the movie that Evelyn's watching both in, I guess, the prime timeline and also the hot dog fingers one, the the movie that they're watching where oh, there's like yeah, people yeah, dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's in the turn down for what video also. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, let's talk about the plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's tax season for us right now too. So what, what a timely movie. Um, I think going into it, <laughs> having just watched the trailer, I didn't expect so much of the movie to take place at the IRS office. And I think it's a fun sort of juxtaposition that one of the versions of Evelyn, the kind of main one that we're sticking with for most of the movie, 
it doesn't leave the IRS building <laughs> pretty much at all in the oh, whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Actually, in the Except whole... Except for the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. But outside of um, like the then other, the, the ending, the she's back at the IRS building too. Oh yeah, <laughs> just yeah, the laundromat party. Is that the only time she leaves? Uh, laundromat party is happening while the main Evelyn is still in the IRS building. Oh, it's the okay. Evelyn. It's the version of Evelyn that went home to get the things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yep. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I didn't. And I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I remember watching it with with you guys the first time, being like, "Oh, I wonder when they're going to leave," and it's like, "Oh, never, never." <laughs> Just in that IRS That's how it feels to do your taxes. Just yeah. a normal sort of generic, uh, anonymous seeming office building that they get a lot of a lot of mileage out of. A lot of action set pieces sit there, yeah. and uh, cool, uh, cool, cool stuff. But yeah, so I don't know. The movie, I guess something else we could say it's about is it's about millennials wanting their parents to apologize to them. Yeah, I could see that theme. Uh, part of a whole new generation of movies like that. And uh, that's sort of sort of what happens. Early on, you see that she's not very nice to her daughters, played by Stephanie Hsu. I'm trying um, to remember what the name... It's not Baba Yaga. I keep thinking Baba Yaga, oh, yeah, but what's... Yeah. Uh, Gong Gong? No. Chewbacca? Oh, Jobu Tubaki. Jobu Tubaki. Yeah, yeah. Jojo Tubaki. Yeah. I, I couldn't get the name right by the in, even at the end of the movie, so. Jojo. Yeah, well, you hear the wrong version of it so many times because yeah. Evelyn mispronounces it a bunch <laughs> of times. I'm just as bad as her at trying yeah. to decipher the name. Uh, the version of Joy that is gone full everything everywhere uh, with her brain splintering is Jobu Tupaki. Jojo Tupaki. Yeah. Got it. That's Alpha Joy, right? Yes. That's Joy from the Alpha Verse. Which is like the the secondary, the second main universe that we are exposed to. Mm-hmm. The Alpha universe. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the initial, I guess, break in the universe um is when Alpha Waymond takes over the the husband's body, pulls her into the the janitor's closet in the IRS building and tells her to switch her shoes mm-hmm. and a couple of other instructions, but basically um, triggering a rift in the universe in order for um, her to... Basically, he wants to see if she can transport between universes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's been looking for the correct version of Evelyn. And so this is him thinking maybe it's her. Yeah, and so he he tests her when um he meets her, he gives her something and when she's initially meeting with like Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. she like switches the shoes. I feel like I'm a little foggy on what happens after the switching the shoes out. Well, yeah, she has the he, he she has to think about the closet, hold her breath and hit the button. He gives her the headset oh, that's when right. they're in the elevator. Yeah. Uh, that elevator scene, by the way, is kind of the. F- you see on the security cameras at the laundromat that Wayman's like jumping around and doing acrobatics and stuff, but kind of the first time it's introducing you to sort of the really scattered, kind of addled lightning speed stuff is in that elevator where she's seeing like her whole life flash before her eyes. That she sees her the doctor give her to her father as a baby, and they say, it's hilarious. It's a girl, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. You know, running but not getting her eyes out, 
going with Wayman to America, opening the laundromat, uh, which you they later repeat many times when they're talking about the different branching paths her life could have taken. They use sort of that montage as jumping off points if different things happened in each of those tiny, tiny scenes that happen while she's on the elevator. And yeah, then they are in the supply closet. There's a great moment where he's like, you have to save the world. And she's like, I'm really busy today. <laughs> I, I really like the person that played the, uh, the IRS person. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. She, oh man, she crushed it. <laughs> yeah. Long career. This is her first Oscar nomination. Wow. I didn't know that. That's wild. And uh, yeah. So yeah, super long career. We covered it. I know we did Halloween. I'm trying to think if there's a different movie of hers we've done also, but Halloween at least. <laughs> And now this Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. <laughs> we did do Freaky Friday. For some reason, that's the second movie that pops in my head. That she's yeah, that was her other Oscar nomination, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. But they asked, but they didn't know if they should give it to Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, so there was like an eligibility good. issue. <laughs> so like, no, they actually did a Freaky Friday because that movie was a documentary. So is technically Lindsay Lohan acting in Jamie Lee Curtis's body? Right, so right. Yeah, it gets it's complicated. Yeah. It does get complicated, but they did win Best Documentary. To your point, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember that. That yeah, that was a good year. It was a good year. <laughs> it was almost second to the Lizzie McGuire movie, but oh, also got phenomenal. Beat out. Also phenomenal. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire did win uh, Best International Film though, because it's from Italy. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> as it should have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was yes. a really strong year at the Oscars. It's too bad we weren't doing the the viewing podcast. party. Yet. I know, or the podcast. Yeah. This is a true fact. My original idea for the podcast, I had actually two ideas. And it was either going to be this, which we're doing now, which which turned out better because the other idea was watching two movies about the same town or city or same like place. And then the podcast would be about that place and talking about like the two movies and how they use it differently. Well, that would have been interesting too, and, in a different way. I feel yeah. like you would have ran out of... No, we would have <laughs> played really pretty quick, quickly. yeah. And it would have been asking people to watch two movies per episode. True, yeah. No, which is, as barely it turns out, one. I was gonna say, <laughs> as it turns out, it's pretty hard to get people to watch one. Yeah. And um, the first idea I had actually was to do it, an episode about Rome and to do <laughs> La Dolce Vita, classic Italian film. And the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh <laughs> Both have important scenes at the Trevi Fountain, etc. Not like the Gladiator or something like that. No. Okay. <laughs> Specifically, La Dolce Vita. I mean, we want to talk Lizzie about McGuire movies that were good. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not not good. Great. Well, yeah. yeah. Comparatively, I, yeah. Can't argue. Gladiator that. doesn't. Yeah, he's all over Rome. He's barely in the Colosseum. <laughs> yeah. Lizzie McGuire got in there. Good point. She was the real hero. Her and that dude. The other Gordon? dude, Gordon. Gordon. It's Gordon. Wait, is it Gordon? Really Gordon. Good. No, he's right. It's, it's Gordon. Gordon. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I pulled that out of my ass. Is it short right. for Gordon? Miranda. It's got to be. You can't shorten your name by one letter. People do. Sure, you can. People call me Core. Who calls you Core? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> do you call him Ori though? Huh? Ori. Oh, Ori. Yeah. Oh, you right. shorten the other way. Or cry. <laughs> yeah. Just take. It can take any letter out. Works the same. Yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> yeah, they did call me that. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was good. <laughs> I agree with you, Corey. Jamie Lee Curtis is very good. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> You're welcome. I agree. Um, I agree. It's so creepy. It <laughs> very creepy. Very creepy. You know, very Karen-y. Uh, yeah. Not the, not the face you would want to see if you went to an IRS building. Very or any building. Unwelcoming presence to her. Yeah. 
The way she's like gulping down whatever that like milky beverage is. Isn't like a oh, really, yeah. un, really unpleasant almond milk or something. Yeah, it must be. And then pointing out to her her awards. Her awards. <laughs> oh god, yeah. They were all butt plugs. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that this movie does, and it's sort of maximalist thing. It doesn't just sort of like make a joke about like, oh, those obviously look like butt plugs. You're seeing it later. Yeah, you're seeing <laughs> it go action. up someone's butt later. That's <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't, I was going to say half-ass, but I thought that maybe isn't the right term <laughs> for this particular example. Half-ass. Um, right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't just make the kind of like nudge joke. It's going to be like, and then we're going to take that to its logical conclusion. Maybe not logical, um, but still. Yeah, so the way the verse jumping works is that you have to do something that is so bizarre that it's sort of, bounces your consciousness far enough to a different uh, version of yourself. But she doesn't really know how to do that yet. And she goes back to, well, she's still there, but her consciousness goes back to the desk where they're talking to Jamie Lee Curtis. And she's like, okay, I'll give you till the end of the day. And they get up to leave. They And she had seen in the other verse that Jamie Lee Curtis murdered her. And uh, assuming that that's what this version is about to do, she punches her in the face. And that sets up the first real fight scene of the movie with uh, Waymond and his family and his fanny pack. Chapstick. Awesome. He eats the whole chapstick. Eats the whole chapstick. Oh, that right. That was his. Uh, is there a word for that? Um, did they give one in the movie? I can't remember. I, I'm not sure. I think there's there's a way they describe it that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a trigger. Yeah. Probably. That's right. That was the first one that he did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was such a cool scene with his fanny pack. Oh, that was sick. Yeah. yeah. That was a scene like how I described Barry, where I was like, how are they getting out of this? Like, where does the movie go from here? Because mm. I still didn't like fully understand that this was like a multiverse movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. they're all just going to go to prison immediately. Right. <laughs> and then what happens? Yep. Uh, they just assaulted a bunch of uh, security guards. Yep, exactly. And punched a random woman in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the punching in the face was... It's great. It was great. Felt good. <laughs> it was great. And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis expect, acted the exact way I feel like you would expect a Karen like woman to act. Yeah. If they very, got very victim of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where you, I guess, see Wayman demonstrating, Alpha Wayman, sorry. The, uh, it's not that you turn into a different person, it's that you access the memories, knowledge, and skills of a different version of yourself which he pulls back into this version to be really good at fighting. And yeah, this, this fight scene's great. Does a great job. I love all his, all his tricks with his fatty pack. Doesn't he uh, load it up with like rocks from, from an aquarium? From an aquarium <laughs> at one point. Yep. I remember that part. I just like really all the little motions up. he did with it, like making it very like Kung Fu-esque. Like, yeah, like yeah. adjust the strap and... Yeah. You see him like, yeah, wrap it around <laughs> And the whole time he's in like a pair of New Balances and like a, uh, you know, dad yeah. clothes. It looks like yeah. Pat, As you know, a fellow a dad, dad like I yeah. obviously appreciated the scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fanny pack is my weapon of choice as well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh. for, for sure. You don't have to so threateningly spin it above your head, though. We agree with you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's unarmed today, but yeah. Yeah. there's no about pants, but he's, he's <laughs> fanny packs. Yeah. He, he knows. Um. And then that pretty much goes directly into Corey's next fun fact. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. Do you, do you know, uh, what women was told 
when he had to do three different personalities. What, what do you mean? Like, uh, like how to do it. Like, he it he was told to reference three different animals. Oh. Yeah. Like the actor? Yeah. The, the, the yeah. Yeah. Like the acting for, for coach. The personalities. Yeah, the acting coach. What were the animals? The, dude, I told you, I know the facts, not the details. <laughs> ben, what were the animals? I heard him say something about this to me personally when I, <laughs> I interviewed him. Um, yeah, I, 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 in an interview, he's, he mentioned this. I forget. But there were specific animals because obviously... Waymond normal is kind of meeker, so he's a beta. Yeah, mm-hmm. a beta fish. He's kind a beta. of a beta. Ultimately, has his whole like humanist sort of be kind speech, and that and that's the version of Waymond that actually does convince Evelyn. But that's later in the movie to be good spoiler. and stuff. Yeah, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they get arrested. <laughs> and, uh. Alpha Waymond obviously is a lot more confident and assured. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And then there's the Wong Kar Wai version of Waymond in the Evelyn as Kung Fu movie superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's just kind of suave and wearing a suit. Uh, the next scene I like vividly remember after that scene was obviously Alpha Deidre, Deandra. Dr. Dre? Deirdre. It's Deidre. a normal name. <laughs> I can't ever say it. I don't know anyone with that name. Deidre. Deer, Deirdre. Deirdre. You got it. Alpha Deirdre. When they're like doing the, they're running around. She's chasing them in the office and they're escaping her. And he has to do the the paper cut trigger. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I remember man. that scene that too. That was awful. That made like, me grimace for sure. Like one yeah. of the worst things to witness. Yeah, and she's accessed professional wrestling. I like when she's, they're like, "Oh, she's going for a backbreaker." <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he grabs the exit sign. Yeah, and puts it on her. So it's very professional wrestling for a second there. It's great. Um, but then, yeah, he gets behind the filing cabinet. So he's, he tells Evelyn that she has to figure out how to do it. She puts on the headset, and um, the options that they give her, the only one that seems. Doable at the moment is to tell Deirdre that she loves her. But she has to really mean it. Right. And really mean it. You say the name with such confidence. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do for a hobby. So not a living. Um, <laughs> I found out the animals. Yeah. Give it to us. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh the body movement coach would read the script and pick specific animals. For Waymond, it was a squirrel, which that's funny. It kind of makes okay. sense. For Alpha Wayman, it was the eagle. And CEO Wayman, it was a fox. He said okay. he would spend countless hours on YouTube just watching these animals, how they move, how they fly, how they eat, all of that. He must Damn. have been stoned. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You're not going to sit there and watch a fox for three hours and be sober. Yeah. Actors are weirdos, though. This is like, if that was your job, and you're like, okay, I That's guess I'll true. clock in and watch three hours of foxes on YouTube today. Uh, yeah, I would do that sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. Not only that, but he's paying the coach to tell him to do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even like his his job. He's just doing it for his job. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I'm going to do tonight. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Got to go. I'm going to go watch <laughs> three, three hours, hours of, of, of eagles. <laughs> eagles. <laughs> Maybe squirrels. I don't know. Yeah, you got to mix them all in so you get each version. Well, yeah. You got to really trust the, the Alpha Corey, the trainer too, to, or the person giving him the um, yeah education I mean, to be like, yeah, works. that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah, clearly. You crushed it. Yeah. That is a technique in like acting school and especially uh, like cuz okay. they, you know, actors and if they go to school for acting, they have to do movement classes and a lot of that is this act like an animal. Coach, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. It's um yeah. Yeah, professionally trained people. They they can be all kinds of animals. Any actor that you think is cool is actually a huge nerd that pretends to be bacon on the floor or whatever. <laughs> Wait till you see my bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like oh, sizzle, sizzle. You know? it's hot, it's like, hot bacon. Yeah. They've all done it. Spicy, spicy bacon. <laughs> um, what part are we on? So it's when Evelyn's trying to access the version of her that is a Kung Fu superstar. Ah, yes. And she's ending up in the kind of not that version. Mm -hmm. And I like that. It's it's just like a simple low, um, whatever the low tech, I guess, thing that the headset just goes yellow if it doesn't have a good connection (laughs) instead of green. Gets the point. You can still do it, but it's not going to be the outcome you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, the Alpha Waymans is like, "Eh, you're clearly not the Evelyn I want. So she pops away and then it's just normal Wayman. And she and him eventually start going down the stairwell. And that's when Jamie Lee Curtis jumps at them. And it's the slow motion thing of her in the air. And she finally gets the Kung Fu version of herself to work. There's a brief montage of that version of her that as little kid was like a, um, Oh no, not as little kid when she decided not to go to America with Waymond and then is like a, uh, attacked or almost attacked in a, an alleyway, but some Kung Fu master saves her and trains her and she becomes a movie star. That part's cool. And that's, uh, yeah, the meta bit where it's the backdrop of the crazy rich Asians red carpet. And yeah. Which could be a reference to like our world yeah. as one of the universes. True. Yeah. And this is. So they use real scenes. Pat looks really confused. No, well, I thought that I remembered during that flashback or I read something that said that there 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 were scenes that resembled scenes from Kill Bill during the the kung fu training. I yeah. don't know if that's familiar to and you. another movie. In uh in Kill Bill Volume 2, there's her flashbacks to the bride's training and it's with not a woman like it is in this, but it's a man who I think is wearing similar things. But it's a similar kind of training montages. It's like having her walk up a big thing of stairs with like the water. It's like a similar looking Kung Fu master person. Eventually, not this time, but eventually they go back and they do like the pinky fighting stuff. And that's kind and that's kind of like how Uma Thurman had to do the like one inch away on the breaking the board thing. thing. Yeah, the coffin thing. Um, Yeah, same thing. She has a flashback remembering how to punch through a board that's only an inch away from her fist. And then she actually like comes back to the present and does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a rip off. <laughs> yeah. Not just of the matrix and all these other things, but also killed the quiet. If it wasn't for the matrix, we would have never gotten this movie. That's very true. That's what the, the Daniels were like the matrix watching the matrix movies inspired us to yeah. keep going. Hmm. Makes sense. They're all in their 30s, so they would have been 13 or so when this hit. Not that we're not, but I mean, they're, I think, like 36 and 35. Um, so they would have been, yeah, like the perfect age when The Matrix came out to like make that your whole life, probably. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> uh, it is real life. Yeah. It, well, yeah. 
Or is it? <laughs> Check out the Matrix episode to find out. Yeah. All of oh, the, nice. all, you can we click did the all link four below. Matrix movies. Oh, we, yeah, we maybe. Did. I don't know it's if there'll be links. Ambitious episode. Yeah. We didn't do the Animatrix, though. That's next yet. That's next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, back on track. Evelyn does the Kung Fu stuff, comes back. They fight a little bit. Jamie Lee Curtis's head goes through the wall. And then there's, uh, I think, one of the better jokes in the movie, which also, like all the best lines in this movie, combines not just humor, but also this sort of like <laughs> emotional thing where she tells Wayman that like, I saw what my life would be like without you. And it was beautiful. <laughs> and she's just caught up in like, Oh, you, you should have seen it. It was so cool. And he's just like, what a horrible thing to say. <laughs> he's such a nice squirrel too. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's just like breaking. And then she, and then they're like, Oh, we're talking about the divorce or whatever. And then he switches back to alpha Wayman. He's like, ah, clearly you are the right one. I have to have been so confusing for him to just like black out for long periods of time and wake up in these strange situations. Yes. <laughs> Like where are what's happening? Yeah, uh, this is when Alpha Wayman is eating all the dairy because they don't have cows anymore in their worlds. Oh yeah, he takes oh. a big thing of cream cheese right and yeah. puts it on the bagel. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but I believe this is when he actually is describing what happened in their world because she's like, "Stop! No more clay pots! No more! Just tell me what's actually going on." Mm-hmm. He says, "The you know you in the Alpha Verse, you're dead now, but you were the leader of this." like scientific outreach where we discovered the other verses. Yeah. All that stuff happens. There's a, I think a really nice moment where he's like, okay, we're going to try to blend in. They go out into the hallway and they're like, Oh my God, what's going on? Oh yeah. Funny. Good jokes. (laughs) We liked it. (laughs) This movie's so hard to, Sequentially, I know we're doing describe. okay. I haven't seen it. In yeah, so yeah, I'm long like too, trying to so. think. I'm like, well, did it this is part tough happen? that you haven't watched it for a year. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I don't mean, feel like you're going to get all the tiny details. I know. I feel foggy no. from like a week ago. I can't imagine you years ago. Like up. I said, I did just watch a bunch of videos about everything ever. Yeah, that's wants. fine. Yeah, yeah, we can we can breeze through the plot and get more to the analysis stuff because I feel like that's more what we want to talk about. Um, well, because the movie itself, even if I watched it yesterday, it's just so. Like hectic, intentionally hectic. Sad. Everything, everywhere, all yeah. at once. Like, yeah. So technically, nothing happened before anything else because the title of the movie says it's all at once. Yep. You're not wrong. So that's, that's, I'm actually uh, right. <laughs> that string theory that everything is happening at the same time, all possibilities. So nothing's before or after. Were you here when we spent like two hours and like uh, like Watching one of cats? them yeah oh no it was right after the cats thing actually <laughs> no, okay. it was that same night oh that's right you left we yeah, watched like string home. theory videos and oh, stuff nice. for like an hour and a half <laughs> that's fantastic yeah we accidentally watched cats i was like i don't remember the music being this terrifying and it turns out <laughs> all the audio was replaced with the suspiria soundtrack yeah you want to have a don't weird time that, just turn off all the lights and watch cats clips on youtube yeah yeah even if you're sober it's terrifying so Evelyn then lets her mind drift back to the Kung Fu universe. She sees like the, the, the CEO version of Wayman. That's the best part because obviously it calls back to that joke and he's like, <laughs> jokes on you. His life was way better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's a good point. I don't know if he even thought of that, but yeah, he's, he's like, I actually didn't think about that. A either. fully self-possessed dude. He's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's obviously, uh, he's obviously still hung up on her, but like his life is, he's got, he's got stuff going he's on. He's way more successful professionally. Yes. He's substantially more successful. He's in a tux. 
But so is she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks handsome as hell. He does. He does. Yeah. He's, he's, he's swamped. He almost got me. <laughs> yeah. He gets his hair correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is while she's, while her mind's there in the prime, I'm just going to use D&D terms, with the prime material plane, <laughs> they are being arrested. When she comes to, that's when they're being arrested in that hallway with the security guards, and that's when Joe Batabaki Attacks them with a dildo. Attacks, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was, that was an amazing scene. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to get to that sequence, like um, the whole sequence. This is where Stephanie Shu. Uh, she does get. She did get nominated at last night's Oscars for uh, supporting actress, but she hasn't really won anything in the lead up. So she was. She was really She's good. So I think she might have good. gotten like um, overshadowed, definitely by the other two. Their yeah. perform or the other three, I guess, if you include Jamie Lee. I their guess Jamie Lee Curtis actually won stuff, but I feel like she's better in this movie. She was Obviously, so good. Yeah. I can't remember. A while ago, I watched an interview with her. Yeah. Like around when the movie came out, and she, they they were like talking about the interview and like how she, or not the interview, what was it called? Audition. One? Audition. Mm-hmm. And like how she went about the audition. It was, it was like a, it was a good story, and I, I just can't remember. Like she was just like so weird that they were like, yeah. Yeah, you can actually watch her audition tape online. Um, or maybe it's like an early table read or something, but it's really cool. You can watch it, and she's she's basically got the performance down, which I guess is what they're looking for yeah. when you're trying to hire someone. Like, oh, the person can already oh, do you're it. You're enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> Just be you. You don't even uh, have to watch a cat video. Yeah. For two <laughs> that, hours. Uh, <laughs> she does the, like, everything... Um, Everywhere. swept into a bagel or whatever. And then they're like, oh, try it singing. And that's, you know, the version she does in the movie where she kind of sings that last bit. I gotta find that video. Um, yeah, mm. it's cool. Look for it. I'll put a link to it in the description, maybe. If I remember to when I'm editing it and I hear this part. And if you um, forget, you can email. You can email no at late to the movies at you gmail.com. Can. Do it up. Do it. Um, so this bit's cool. It's when she's just sort of like messing with the security guards, makes one's head kind of just disappear into confetti. One gets the sort of uh, the Carmen Miranda fruit headdress thing and she dances with him and stuff oh, yep. while the other guy shoots him. <laughs> you know, it's a, good, it's a good sequence. She, uh, there's so the, much that happens in those 30 seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of costume <laughs> changes. She grabs the gun and like, sucks up all the gas and turns it into bubbles or whatever. She must have had to change, like or go just for a change. Like be smoke. What, 20 <laughs> times, 30 times. Yeah. It must've been hard to film, right? Cause every That's few a, yeah. seconds there's a huge costume change. Her costumes were incredible by the way. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, awesome. it, was this nominated for like best costume? It's 11 nominations. Um, if you're listening to this, you can check exactly what it won. And I have a chart. I was going to say there was something that made me feel like, oh, how come it didn't get nominated? And yeah, it was that. It did not get nominated not? for costumes. What did? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, that's, I don't have that with me. I think. Wait, I, I have you, you just know a lot Babylon's of stuff. I just figure. There. It's either in there or I know, makeup or something. Um, On IMDb, it says um, Oscar nominee for best achievement in costume design. Oh, you know what? Oh. I was just looking for costumes, not costume design. Yeah. Ooh. So yes. Is there another one it's for costume? Oh, yeah. Are they separate no. categories? No. Oh, okay. My brain's just bad. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> well, they uh, should. They should be nominated because it was awesome. Weird to do it right in the middle of the plot, but just so we all have a picture, director, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, original screenplay, original score, original song, costume design, film editing. Wow. I didn't know it got original song and original score. 
The thing I was like, oh, come on, that it didn't get was visual effects. I mean, uh, there were some really sick. good visual effects. Yeah. yeah, I agree, and it didn't get nominated for that. Although, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one because there's like it would have lost to insert here whatever one last night, but you know, <laughs> either Avatar or Top Gun or I don't know what yeah, else. How are you going to top Elvis? Avatar? Yeah, like true, true. Visually, that was true. Um. So this part is, yeah, this part's cool. She's like, like in the wrestling getup. She like pile drivers the guy and breaks his neck and stuff. It's cool, and it's the first time we get to see, um, goddamn, Alpha Joy with Jojo Tabaki. What's uh, the name again? The, the two of them meeting up. Jojo yes. Tabaki. Jojo Tabaki. Jobu Tabaki. I'm gonna have to Jobu. say Alpha Joy. <laughs> I said it wrong. You, Alpha Joy is fine. You no, hear me no, say no. Deidre. I, I can't say that confidently. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Alpha Joy. I'm gonna keep butchering. Alpha Joy is fine. Um, yeah. We, we hey, all Jay. know what we mean. Yeah. Joe Tabaki's here. And they, she does the thing with the hands. Oh, yes. And yep, they like, yep. She like opens it and she, they see the everything bagel. Oh, that's right. The, the vagina thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I wasn't sure if they're intentionally doing that. Yeah. Like, every theater I've seen it with, they've someone's laughed when that happened. Because I was like, this is what people did to me like after CCD in church. They were like, look, <laughs> it looks like a vagina. And I was like, I'm not. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah it's, uh, there's no way here. It's just like, yeah, there's a stupid a thing we can find, but whatever. <laughs> kind of looks like pants. It's all in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where Joy, I'm oh, sorry, Alpha Joy explains the everything bagel at least a little bit. And she does the sucked into a bagel and then the blah sounds, etc. And uh Yeah. My what? My hopes and dreams. All my report cards. Poppy, salt, whatever. Um, cool. I like the everything bagel. <laughs> I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool bagel. I don't that's what. Yeah, that's a great a idea. Weird. Uh, I, I, I like. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. Weird, you don't like it's it? Like it fits yeah, in. I, I, it fits yeah, in the strangeness of the bagel. film. It works, but I'm just like everything. I don't know why. Why a bagel? It says everything. It's an everything bagel. <laughs> Yeah, this got yeah, there's be a more part true. that like f- I think your mileage with all the vary themes with in this, this movie. Like, there's got to be like mm-hmm. something deeper. The 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 millennial sense of humor that some people have derisively called the epic bacon sense of humor. Um, I feel like the everything bagel is sort of a part of that. You know, bacon's not funny either. Not anymore. No, I'm just for- kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> it wasn't funny in 2010. I I've seen those criticisms of the movie. I kind of. I would say I disagree and I don't know. I feel like I, I don't really like to laugh at TV or movies very often. And I feel like I laughed yeah. a good amount at this. You're a dad now. You're just watching Ken Burns jazz. There's <laughs> a no humor. <laughs> You're watching documentaries about baseball. <laughs> I mean, that is very pat. About the Chicago Black Sox of yeah. 1929. Or they got railroaded. <laughs> you won't stop talking about Shoeless Joe. <laughs> Every time we hang out, he brings them up. <laughs> but to me, the everything bagel, um, I, it was more just like, and this is my interpretation, just symbolism for depression and suicide and like her, yeah, her nihilism, just nothing that. matters. Her wanting to, good. her wanting to like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go into the bagel. Yeah, Alpha Joy is. Yeah. To me, the way I interpreted it was again like just succumbing to depression, which would yeah. mean like a completed suicide or something like that. And I think that mm. obviously the prime joy—that's what we're calling the 
sure, the, yeah, the like dimension it. that we open up with is a depressed teenager. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's, um, it's Alf and Joy's way of communicating to prime Evelyn that this is what could potentially happen to your daughter if stuff doesn't change. Yeah. I mean, even in the end that she was like going to the bagel to, to actually do it. And that's like mm-hmm. when she realized, Oh, Oh shit. Like I don't want my daughter to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- at this point, Evelyn doesn't think of them as the same person, Joe Debaki and joy. She's just like, Oh, you're, you know, there's like this evil spirit inside joy. That's like trying to take her over or possess her. And she doesn't realize till later, like, no, that's just the, that's the same person. You just don't know your daughter. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Just teenage angst, just yeah. blown out of control. Yeah. Is, isn't she, like, a, as part of, like, one the plot, too, in, in the alpha thing, she's used as, like, an experimentation, her yeah. daughter, in this to whole thing. And she, the different universes. Because of she had so much potential for verse jumping, but that ver- alpha Evelyn pushed her too far. Right, right, right. And right, it just right. kind of like fractured her brain. And now she's doing the everything everywhere. Okay. Brain all surfing. Places yeah. that w- all of the people is one at once. Mm-hmm. She's string theorying. <laughs> yeah. Her um, mind is a string. Yeah. So everything bagel, black hole, you know, it's the opposite of a googly eye, which represents like kindness right and now. stuff. So Evelyn <laughs> is saved by Gong Gong, but Alpha Gong Gong in his super powered uh, electric wheelchair. Oh yeah, that's the grandfather. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, played by James Hong, the great James Hong. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. The the guy in he's in like an episode of Seinfeld. He's you definitely seen him before. <laughs> he's been in movies since the fifties. He has over like a hundred film credits. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him. I didn't know him either. He gave a great speech at the SAG Awards, um, Screen Actors Guild, um, and their their version of Best Picture is Best Ensemble, and this one, it actually broke a record for how many awards it won because it won Best Ensemble and it won three of the four acting categories of the SAG Awards. And James Hung... Did he win an award? Technically, if you have an individual, t- like, card credits in the credits of your movie as an actor, then you are a nominee for best ensemble. If your movie's nominated. Oh, I was like, why did he give a speech? I feel like I, I so, so technically they all won for best ensemble, but Mm. they, Uh, they just like, they fucking called an ISO for him and he took the mic and did like five straight minutes and it's great. And he was talking about like the first movie he worked on how white people had their eyes taped up to play Asians because like, the producer didn't think Asians could lead a movie and now look at us and stuff like that. And it's just, it's really cool if you can seek it out. Um, he's not nominated at the Oscars, so he won't have the opportunity to speak last they just night. Cut him off um, anyway. They would. Yeah. The, the other thing about the SAG awards is that it wasn't on TV. It was just live streamed on YouTube. So they let the speeches go as long as they wanted because they didn't have any commercials, which, uh, better, better product, No yeah. doubt. <laughs> Uh, and if you watch on YouTube now, you can skip if it's a boring speech. But that one's not. Anyway. Is that like the the more respected uh, like award ceremony amongst like actual like actors and stuff? Apparently to some of them, they say it means more to them because it's just their peers. It's just actors voting that makes on sense. them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, whereas for the Oscar, it's, you know, it's everyone's voting. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they just say that if they don't win the Oscar afterwards. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Oxers suck. <laughs> yeah, no one even likes those, right? <laughs> he saves her. They go to that room 
where they're like barricading the door and he's trying to explain what's going on. Alpha Gong Gong is trying to explain to Evelyn what's going on. Like you have to kill your daughter. Um, this is one the, of my favorite fight scenes. Yes. Is so this also the Rakakuni scene? This leads to... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, it's normal Waymond again. He lets in normal Joy, who doesn't know why she's there, and she's in, like, her golf getup. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes in, and Evelyn tapes her to the chair and starts trying to explain. It's like that movie where the guy can't cook, but then the raccoon gets on his head. <laughs> And it's Rakakuni. And they're like, do you mean Ratatouille? She's like, no, you're just making up words again. It's Rakakuni. Um, one of the best setup punchlines, I think, like of any movie this year when they later go to the Rakakuni universe. Oh, it was so fun. That was fantastic. Um, but yeah, this leads into the fight scene where she act, where Evelyn accesses the version of her that is a maid in this building. And the guy whose office this is has like a secret s m sex lair behind his desk. As right. one does. As one does. Right. So she knows the combination or there's like a secret button or something to get in there. When um, it's not even Joe Bitsabaki's people, it's under Alpha Gong Gong, who's like the remaining leader, I guess, since Alpha Evelyn died. They don't really explain this part and they don't have to. So we probably shouldn't either. But he sends alpha versions of just random people in the area. All the security from that initial fanny pack fight yeah. scene are pretty much involved and a couple of other people. Too. Yes. So technically it's the alpha verse people and Joba Tabaki trying to fight Evelyn at this point. As much as she thinks it turns out Joe Tabaki's not actually trying to fight her, whatever. Um, they go into there. They start trying to gas the place up. She has to use like the feather spinning thing. She like puts it against her face <laughs> and uh, that's weird enough to get her um, blind singing powers where she gets ex- increased lung oh, capacity. That's right. Okay. Yep. And she goes out and there's that great fight scene where she's also accessing the sign twirling where yeah, she steals, she steals yeah. like the riot shields from the oh, guy yep, yep, yep. to do the, <laughs> the twirling stuff. And that's a great scene. Yeah. You don't see her face too much. I don't know how much of that is Michelle Yeoh, but obviously she's someone who throughout her career has done a lot of her own stunts. Yeah, I that must have been someone else. Like that shield thing. I feel like that's a very like specialized skill. Yeah, yeah that's a specialized skill. I also feel like that part, especially they're not showing her face. So I'm just kind of yeah. assuming, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to cast aspersions. It's a really cool scene and uh, it's a good fight scene event. She steals the gas masks and like throws them back in the room and uh, then when they come out, everyone else is just on the ground. She's just like doing badass stuff. <laughs> she's just starting to believe, as Morpheus would say. Mm-hmm. Um, she took the right pill. She, yeah. Yes, she did. Uh, and then what happens after that? Uh, the butt plug scene is very close to that. Oh, oh yeah. Now she's just doing fighting stuff. Um, oh, yeah, oh. And those two guys were are YouTube Um <laughs> Oh, like, makes sense. They do YouTube videos of, for like martial arts. Uh, like I said, I know, I know the uh, <laughs> martial arts. YouTube don't ask him to yeah. follow. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, just accept that. I don't do. I have the fun fact. Just accept it. Uh, and, and I mean, Mister, I missed. Probably my fault. The before Alpha Gong Gong comes, and before she even gets shown the everything bagel, dress killer. There's this, she tries to access like another fighting thing against Joba Tupaki, but goes to the hot dog fingers world for the first time. Oh, that's a great, a great. One of the best scenes in the movie, just out of like 
pure weirdness. Mm -hmm. It's another one that your mileage may vary for. And one of the things that some people I think would cite if they're an Academy member that's old and doesn't want to vote for this movie. (laughs) It makes you feel a lot of different feelings at the same time. Mm. The scene where the, the gorillas conflicting. are fighting the, the gorilla with the yeah, yeah, it's oh, the yeah. hot dog they hands. do the two thousand one thing oh, where right, it, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. They, all, the, they all have the hot dog fingers <laughs> celebrating. So that's funny. right, that was so good. Yeah, that shit's great. I thought it was great. I like <laughs> oh, the hot dog fantastic. fingers universe. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and that first time it like throws you right into it too because she's watching the movie oh. that she was watching the laundromat. All right, that was a little the much. actors like, like the spraying fingers mustard and, yeah. and ketchup <laughs> into each other's faces. Yeah. Oh, that that's where you drew the line. That is right. As a dad, <laughs> yeah, all right. This is inappropriate. <laughs> was that the same universe that her and um, uh, Deirdre were like together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah she later realizes. Yeah. That's right. Because she, she was like using her feet to play the piano yeah. and like caressing her with her foot. Yeah. That's that really gross. I don't like feet. So yeah, same. Not a fan. I like that more than the mustard and the ketchup spray. No, Not I'll, for me. Nope. I'll take hot dogs, ketchup, mustard all day, all day over old gross feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, this is where this because she's watching the movie and Deirdre comes up behind her and she's like, oh, isn't it just like so lovely? She's like, get away from me. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She's like, why are you being why are you being like this? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah. So we're forward. There's the scene where, yeah, it's it's the, the YouTube guys are fighting her and they eventually realize that they need to first jump and they really want to get that award up their butts. Mm hmm. That's the way to jump. But yeah, this fight scene. This fight scene's cool because it's actually like a, you know good fight scene. And trying to look up the name of those guys. When, <laughs> it's the best fight scene. Is that that kind of concludes the first act, right? If I remember correctly, almost. Um, we're almost there. Or at least the way that it breaks it up into the three parts. Yeah, obviously the third act is like ten minutes. Yeah, if that really. Um, but yeah, so I, I know I keep saying yeah, so and then I'm actually transitioning. That fight scene's cool. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, and then there's like a little Brian group. and Andy Lee. Uh-huh. Those are the YouTubers. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Lee Brothers. Shout out Lee Bros. So then, then, then this leads to the bigger fight scene where she's in the it's like a like a planter in the atrium of this office building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, she fights off the other versions of the normal people that have come. Um, and then she's trying to like stand up to Joba Tabaki, but it's when her brain like kind of fractures and it has the fake credit scene after she seemingly dies. <laughs> oh, yep. This is also, that also happens right after Joba Tabaki locates Alpha Waymond and kills him. And he like dies in her arms, kind of in Evelyn's arms. Oh, yeah. But then it just switches back to normal Wayman. And she's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but then she, yeah, she's like trying to do it. She Then she throws up a lot because she's trying to access too much. And then, yeah, the fake credit scene. Did it get you guys? Yeah. I think at the time it did, yeah. It got me, yeah. for sure. Definitely not just because I was at home and I saw, <laughs> you just I saw, saw the right yeah, time you, you on the bottom. Move your mouse and it's like, you're <laughs> yeah. still, we're halfway done here. <laughs> Oh, well, that's okay. That's fair. Seeing it in theaters, though, the way yeah, it, it got me, I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, That was kind of like, oh, that's sort of a brutal way to end the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then that's when it sort of zooms out and you see that it's just 
Kung Fu Evelyn watching a movie that is like her watching real her in the other whatever. You guys remember you all saw the movie. Yeah. Hopefully you too, listener. If you, I think that was also a reference to. There's like a bunch of references to Paprika, the sure. animated film. Yeah, and I think that was one of them. That's when she starts talking to CEO Waymans. She kind of like runs out into the alley. At this point, they don't do like the laundry and taxes speech le- yet. That comes later, but it's just like them out in the alley, and. She pops back up in the real world. Something happens here, right? Oh, God. I know. I, I feel like I should have had bullet points of just an outline of the plot. She's bouncing around. Joe Boo, Joy, met, met, meets up with her and is like, I don't actually want to fight you. Let's like talk this shit out. And they sit on the couch and then they start going through all the universes and whatnot. I love the rock scene. Or something. Oh, yeah, it was great. The The rock was like, that. that scene was such a like, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, that must have Unique been at that and, point. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to apologize, but yeah, either right. that either happens next or in like the very white-looking world where she's brought to the bagel. Those are kind of happening around the same time, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I think the white world was first. Yeah, I okay. think that happens yeah, after sure. that. Yeah, but all there is to say about that is she gets brought to the bagel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll just say somewhere around here <laughs> is the rocks. I mean, nobody else is going to know the order of the movie either. It's fine. (laughs) Really did just watch this, but yeah, it's tough. Um, The rock scene. Yeah. That's another thing that is like interesting. Seeing it in a movie theater where it's just like silent all of a sudden was really Mm -hmm. cool. We we keep like talking about different scenes and in my head, I'm like, oh, that was one of my favorite scenes. (laughs) But then by the time we got to the rock scene, I'm like, okay, now I, I don't know. I just like the whole movie. Yeah. There's so much like unique points in it and scenes. That and was the best part. Yeah, it was it was very unique. Yeah. It wasn't cliche really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know at what point she accesses the version of her that's the hibachi chef that I, the first time it happens is during the fight scene out in the cubicles. Yeah. But the I, later on is when she actually sees Rakakuni. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's maybe around here too. Just to throw it in, we haven't forgotten that. Yeah, Bunch one of, of my favorite jokes. Happens around now. Rakakuni, voiced by the great Randy Newman. Yep. Oh. Uh, you've got a friend in me from Toy Story, and as well as a lot of other songs. Interesting. Um, that's why he keeps saying you got a friend in me. I don't know. It's a yeah. stupid joke. Sorry. And I don't even have kids. That was one of my fun facts, <laughs> but he stole it. Fuck. Dole. I'll cut it out. Do you want to put it in? No. Of course it. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> um, Randy Newman. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, you it. Got it. Fun fact. So Jobu is pretty much successfully convincing Evelyn of her viewpoint. And Evelyn, you start seeing her in all these different versions, also acting pretty nihilistically and kind of just like ruining whatever relationship she has in the other universes yeah, sucks everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's either like she's the, the hot dog finger version of her is like convincing the version of Deirdre. That's her significant other to move out or she's like making Wayman really sad um, or her daughter. Yeah. Just, you know, nothing matters anymore. Her, um, Narking on the uh, Rakakuni guy and narking on the Rakakuni guy, Harry Shum Jr. For you Glee fans out there, <laughs> um, he, oh, yeah, he has Duh. his own uh credit, so he also just won a SAG award for best ensemble. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, even though I don't think he has that many lines. He's in the final fight, too. Does but he even we'll talk? Uh, he goes, Rakagoonie. Yeah, he no. says something. Gets taken away by like uh, animal control or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they yes. change that, that, like, oh man, that scene where she's on his shoulders. Just <laughs> yes. Yeah, once things yeah. turn around. Oh, was, yeah. yeah, once things turn around. But uh, yeah, so this is all. This is all good. Um, yeah, it is just a million things happening now. We didn't even mention Jenny Slate with her dog, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, she was good, too. Who's, oh, is that the big nose person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, everything. So the so the issue with recapping, not necessarily with watching the movie, because it, it makes sense, but the issue with speaking, in like, this is what happened in order, is because it's pretty liberally switching between all the different versions of Evelyn's universe that it's set up. And um, that's also why I think it takes a little bit too long to end because it, every beat has to happen across all the universes. Mm-hmm. Um, the nihilistic streak in Evelyn takes over and you see her ruining her relationships in all those universes. Then you have to see her repairing all her relationships later mm-hmm. and then everything concluding in all of those universes too. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of cool stuff happening here. It's one of those times where I just be like, yeah, just watch the movie. It's fine. The rocks are cool. Yeah, the rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like really explain everything that happened. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that was. I mean, it's it's in the title. Everything happens. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta see it. Thirty different cuts in in one minute, but. But what what brings her back is a few is at least a couple versions of Waymond, explaining to a couple versions of Evelyn, <laughs> kind of his Waymond's ago thing. It's uh, true. true. Primarily, the ones in, the one in the IRS who's actually giving the speech about just be kind. I don't know what's happening most of the time, but I do know, like, you just got to be kind. The CEO version of Wayman that is the much, um, not even memed, but just copied in in a different world, I would have loved just doing laundry and taxes with you. Mm -hmm. And the version of Evelyn and Wayman that went home to do their taxes is convincing Deirdre not to arrest Evelyn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think all those are happening around the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's watching, like, she's finding her kind of, like, her own will to live again and to believe that th- not everything means nothing um, by watching Waymond in these different, you know, iterations. Mm-hmm. And then it's pretty much into, like, the final fight, I think. I think we bounced around a lot, but I think that, yeah, that no, is, I think yeah, so, yeah pretty much. So did the movie, yeah. yeah. And so she's like, okay, we're going to do it Waymond's way. Um and uh, Joy's like, Evelyn, bagel. And she sees the bagel again, this time in the IRS building. And then it like transfers onto the sort of second level of the atrium. Oh, I forgot. That is the the same building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's just down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Kwan gets sucked into it. Um, and then all the other alpha characters are there to fight her because they're all trying to let Joe Tabaki go into the bagel like she wants to. Evelyn's trying to stop her, but she has to fight through all the alpha people to do so. Kill him with <sighs> kindness. She puts the googly eye in the middle of her forehead, and yeah, she kills him with kindness. She she finds what they what makes all of them sad and makes them happy. Yeah, she sprays like the guy's perfume style, on the cool. guy. Yeah, in a yeah. in a fighting way, she jumps on Harry Shum's junior shoulders and like pulls his hair. Oh yeah, because he just to- yeah. Because he just wants to be raccoonied, I guess, is what he really wants. <laughs> same, same yeah. man. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, his, one, that's like. his kink. Um, that's her in the IRS. While this is happening, 
the other versions of her, one's like connecting with Deirdre outside of the laundromat. Yep. Um, her and Harry Shum Jr. are chasing after the animal control. Yep. <laughs> with Rakakumi. <laughs> Don't they share a vape too? Yes, the outside of laundromat. <laughs> oh, they yeah. share. She shows her how to use a vape. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. that was great. It was like the, I feel like that was the first sign of her like budging. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Well, because she's she's like uh, he told me about your situation. Like we didn't even mention. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the divorce. Yeah. Got divorce papers. Uh, a lot happens in this movie, as we've said in the title. Um, also, uh, everything gets resolved. Oh, the also, hot dog fingers the, versions of them like yeah. reconcile. Start. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say we didn't mention anything about the whole uh, Joy Joy's girlfriend. And we didn't mention Joy's thing. girlfriend. <laughs> that, was a, that was a huge piece. That of it was too. a huge piece of it. Yeah. yeah. And how the grandfather wouldn't accept. Well, they thought the grandfather wouldn't accept. Yeah, he turns out to be pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh man, have you ever talked to him? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you just got so old that it's like <laughs> you just assume you just know everything. Mm. Yeah, and her and he and Evelyn and Gong Gong obviously didn't have a great relationship, so she's just assuming he's going to be disapproving. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, she confronts him too about like yes. how he um, reacted towards her as a child and her decisions and all that stuff yeah. too. And this everybody is, should probably you know do true. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, this is all good stuff. Lot of life lessons. It's when she's she's going up, she's changing everyone. She's you know one guy she's spanking and stuff, and oh, now yeah. he's happy. Oh, the BDSM guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, Daniel right. Shiner, the other director. Right, right. Um, and she gets up. She's almost there to like grab Joy and pull her away from the bagel, but then Gong Gong, in his mech uh, oh, wheelchair, yeah. that's that cool was too. Awesome. Like that is holding cool. is holding her back. And uh, that's when they have like a moment where she's like, why, like, how could you just let me go? Like, how could you do that? And then he lets her go. And then it's like another fight between her and Jobu where they're going universe to universe. Oh, yeah. That was cool, too, where they have one where it's like, um, like the crouching tiger hidden dragon style, like they're in a forest or something. Yeah. Right? That's that yeah. part. Yeah. Didn't it get like wild where there's like cartoon? Yeah, there's cartoon ones. versions. Yeah. Like, that might have been the first Which time. Good. I don't like, know. That was, I like that they did that because it's like truly like a different yeah, it is. dimension. Universe, in yeah, sense. dimension. A whole yeah. different medium. Yeah. Yeah. The Fae. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're in the Fae Wild. Um, yeah, it was cool. And then ultimately she does pull her back as the version that went back to the laundromat for the party is talking to Joy in the parking lot about wherever you know they're both doing the everything everywhere thing but she's like wherever i wanted to be even though it's shitty here i'd want to be with you here just doing and I say nothing shit. matters yeah because nothing matters nothing matters yep <laughs> except love that, and kindness and mm-hmm. all that well no nothing <laughs> you're, you're still you're still bagel more than googly <laughs> eye you think uh no i'm a lover man okay I love you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You don't get Kung Fu powers. I don't believe you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, true. uh, Yeah, that's the essential end of the plot. She saves her. They're like, okay, we're going to be cool now. They go back to the IRS sometime later. And uh, yeah, part part three all at once or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're doing better. Yeah. The end scene has the daughter with them. Mm-hmm. Has joy with them at the IRS, which they're obviously implying that the the family is healed. Yes, mm-hmm. they're they're on the same page now. They'll probably have work and 
if they remember, if her and Joy both remember all of everything that happened, they really should go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that should the have been best. the final, final yeah. scene. Right. <laughs> Just a cut scene to them in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so themes and stuff. But also, done with the narrative. just the the movie ending. Yeah, it, it shows like, oh, everything's good. The family's healed. They're happy. But America still sucks, and you have to do your taxes. <laughs> yeah, you still have to do your tax. You're still being audited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though the auditor likes you now. Yeah. To be fair, she still kind of sucks. It, it did seem like they were committing fraud. She was just charging <laughs> yeah. things to the business. Okay, Pat. We're completely illegal. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, Pat. Inappropriate. Oh. Oh. You have to file your correct arc. tax forms. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's such a narc now. Yeah. What a cop. <laughs> Let's just end it there. I, I don't even want to talk to this, this man anymore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Can't be in the uh, same oh, room yeah, as this guy. He's going to call uh, the cops on which, us. Which theme? <laughs> Uh, well, do you have any other fun facts that we didn't get to yet? Uh, I want to make sure there's fun facts time. True. Nah, that, that's all I got. So what's up with all the multiverse movies? We had Spider-Verse. You had Spider-Man No Way Home. This Multiverse of Madness came out almost at the same, you what know, just is, a few months later. All the connected movies, though. Sorry? Like the Spider-Man. Oh, actually, no, those are two very different movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, what is it that's going on, like, culturally that we're thinking? I, I didn't even really notice the trend. I didn't notice either. I'm sure that all those movies are very successful that you just mentioned. Granted, most of them are superhero yeah. movies, which are just successful no matter what the plot is. This kind of is, too. This is produced by the True. Russo brothers who, you know, made the Avengers last couple movies. True. Um, but... I'm not sure what the if there is a larger trend or if we're just reaching here, but I am curious what you guys think about what this movie specifically has to say about what it feels like to be on the internet, because that's sort of the angle that the Daniels were coming from. Sorry, that the that not the that Daniels uh, were coming at this from the sort of maximalist feeling of scrolling through a timeline and seeing the worst thing ever, and then like a cat video back to back and stuff, oh, and the sort yeah. of. Uh, mental whiplash originally they thought about making it like uh making evelyn have adhd and it being about like that but then they were like oh it could be offensive to like people that do have adhd and like yeah, everybody's adhd is different back. i thought i thought it would have been fine but. it probably would have been fine but i feel like like you, they don't but need to put so sense. much of like a fine point on it and it's like oh yeah that this this connects <laughs> yeah it is what I feel like, you know, sometimes if you look at, you know, the everything bagel and joy and just feeling like you want everything to just stop. Yeah. Oh, I feel I, that. I, yeah. I was going to say, I think everyone feels <laughs> that to some yeah, extent. That's a, yeah. That's understandable. But you know what? Nothing matters. I'm going to reply to my first email tomorrow at work and I'm going to say, you know, nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> Put yeah, put all the work assignments you didn't do, uh, suck in, suck them into a bagel. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna skip work tomorrow and go get a bagel. There you go. I think that that's um, gonna take all day. Right? I think that for Joy, like she's obviously the age of the character is very appropriate because I think a lot of the negative side effects of you know having access to everything through the internet are really felt more by teenagers than. 30 year old dudes. Like I, I feel like yeah. I, I'm my personal life. I feel like I landed more in the, the end part of the movie and see that 
you know, having access to all of this stuff is a great benefit. And I wouldn't really want to live in any other generation. I think that we're very lucky to live in the time we live in. But yeah. I think as a teenager, um, the amount of negativity w through the news that you get online, as well as, um, you know, just comparing yourself to the best day of everyone's life all the time. Right. Yeah. Can be incredibly depressing and probably yeah. make you start to feel like joy. Um, and that's aside from the issue she has with her sexuality and not being accepted by her parents. And, I, and that's I, coming from a trained professional. Right. Yeah. That's, that's totally right on. And, I know you're a dad now, so everyone seems young. But Stephanie Shu, who plays uh, Joy, she is 32. You keep oh, calling her a teenager. Could have fooled him. Pretty sure she's supposed to be like an adult child that has this poor relationship with her parents. I thought she was like 18, to be honest. Wait, in the movie, Our she's age. 32. I think she's supposed to be like a like an adult. I thought she was, oh, like, I didn't I thought she was like in college. I knew in real life she was 30-something. Yeah. I thought she was like, yeah, fresh out of college or yeah. around that age or something. Um, but I think one thing, so the and the and Daniels, they're in their mid to late 30s, but I think um it's so right that we at least can remember dial up. We can remember choosing not to be on the internet. Um, even though maybe we wanted to, maybe it wasn't so much of a choice. But people who are teenagers today, like that was never an option for them. They basically have to be online all the time, taking in all this stuff, all the, I'm sure it's, you know. That's like my little brother. He he grew up with a computer. Yeah. It, it can't be good, right? It's it it's not. Well, I think that's probably provable. Mental health statistics would indicate that right. the rates of anxiety and depression are like literally 10 times what they were 25 yeah. years ago. And I think it's what you said. This is for so much of the movie, Evelyn is like, wow, this is, this is the worst version of me. Every other version of me is having a better time than I am. Mm -hmm. Like you said, everyone else is living their best day ever at all times. Well, nobody, nobody's posting on Instagram. Like I felt shitty today like, and I oh, didn't do anything. I, like I, I, I guess I could have just taken a picture of my work desk and been like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I do. Yeah. Just, that's like a thing I've, picked up on that wasn't necessarily apparent to me at first when I was just trying to keep up with the freaking movie that was moving a million miles an hour. Then you're like, Oh, that feels a lot like being online or just alive and aware of the news. This is a movie that I, I feel like you definitely need to watch twice. At least Probably, yeah. Yeah. like to fully appreciate it. Yeah. I would say that I needed to watch it more recently than a week ago to recap it appropriately. I still feel like we left out some. <laughs> you did a good job. Don't worry about no, it. No, no, no. I'm talking about that early recap. I mean, like, I, like just I remember the, the past. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. We should have watched it while we were doing the podcast. And then the other thing I mentioned before is just this thing that, like, the same thing that happened in a few movies, and I should have written them down so it doesn't sound like I'm making it up, at least turning red, similar. Um, just millennials wanting their parents to apologize to them for fucking them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, this is made probably like uh, head of the head of the of that particular class. But you know, more and more as people in their thirties and even twenties and younger now are making movies, that's like a, an emerging theme, seemingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people thought therapy was weird, <laughs> and now they're like, oh wait, they're discovering all these things, to be like all their normal people. trauma. Um, yeah. There's also like uh, apparently like a, a theme of toxic masculinity within the movie with Alpha Raymond where like there there's a the whole theme of 
the normal Raymond Waymond being considered like beta in a sense compared yeah. to the alpha. Um, yeah, and they're then, not really like, calling the other one alpha. Yeah, and that's like one of the things that helps her like realize that life isn't so bad because she thinks he's like this awesome person, but literally yeah. as soon as like Alpha Raymond Wayman thought she was uh, like a little useless, he was like, "Yeah, you're not the right one. Never mind, see ya," yeah. and just dumps her. And then it's the the versions of Wayman that are not that guy are the ones that actually convince her that life is worth it. Yeah. And she realizes the importance of that over like, oh, this guy's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do like when Alpha Wayman tells her that she's the she has the highest potential of any Evelyn because she's the biggest loser of all of them. <laughs> yeah, because you you haven't done anything. You've, or you've, what do you say? You've made every wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Funny movie. He's got some good jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, is there anything other anything else we want to talk about before we get to like ratings and closing the shit out? I think just the concept behind the movie is something, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I feel like a lot of people think about just decisions they've made in their lives. Um, for example, like I went to UMass Dartmouth for college. If I didn't go there, like I, I knew Corey beforehand, but he was a, like a distant friend. I probably wouldn't see him now. I'd have a completely yeah. different friend group. Um, if I mean, this is when I was six, so I didn't have a big part of this decision, but like my parents moved to Mattapoisa. Like I would have literally known none of the people I went to high school with. Um, like my jobs I've accepted, um, just like random chance, things like that. I feel like you always think about like, if I just took this other opportunity, what would my life look like? Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think that the movie obviously does a really, I mean, that's a core concept of the movie is these different pathways that open up when you're making decisions. And it's just super interesting. I think it's something that, you know, the butterfly effect where how much can these small decisions impact the world? And I think about it all the time. It's just like a, a random shower thought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ultimately the version of Evelyn that made all the wrong choices is like the Neo style. That's one. all in this. Everyone at this right. table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all yeah. <laughs> and she's the one that like finds the most meaning and happiness just in her life that she gets to live. Um, which is like, it's a nice That's message. Beautiful. It's a good That's message. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. On that, we should get into ratings. Um, uh, first off, I'm giving myself five stars for never mentioning once that I went to the same college as the Daniels. Whoa. Uh, I went what, to uh, Emerson. Oh, interesting. Wow. Those must be the budget versions because they're <laughs> Daniels. Uh, yeah, I can't. It's really hard to say that grammatically. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> uh, and it's fine for me because they were a, a few years ahead of me, but they were my sister's year. So while I, I have like three years to get make a movie that gets nominated for 11 Oscars, her time's up. Mm, true loser she was the same year as Daniel Kwan Mm. yeah I wonder if there's a a universe where your sister and him team up and make a movie together probably yeah it's actually kind of weird because Daniel's meet at Emerson one's from Westboro Mass one's from Alabama and my sister's best friend from college is from Alabama and they met at the school (laughs) are both of their names Daniel no, they're not. No. But so that that is where the comparison ends. <laughs> and I said, and I said that to her, and she didn't find it that interesting either. But to me, it was like, whoa, crazy! How could, it's crazy that that happened to two people in almost the same exact years at this same place. Mm. Um, but she didn't think it was that interesting, and I doubt the listeners will either. But hey, it's in. <laughs> it's not getting cut. Um, that's that's uh, 
that's pretty much it though. Right, good job, Ben. But you did end up saying it at the end anyway. So I got five stars for the first hour and a half. The, the <laughs> rest is all gravy. Um, every week we take our ratings that we get from this section of the podcast and I'll put them on our letterbox. That's late to the movies on letterbox. I think it's the number two. It's, it's really hard to search letterbox, but if you try hard, I'm sure you'll find it anyway. Um, you each can give this a rating on a scale of 0.5 to 5, you have to go by halves. It can be any scale of your choosing besides stars. There's a lot of different objects it, yeah, and concepts in this, this one. Is, mm, so if you need yeah. a sec to think about it, go for it. I don't know what mine is yet either. Five hot dog fingers out of five. Ooh, that's, that's a, good a one. That's a good one. That is mm-hmm. a good one. That one's with, off the table the now. Five, digits. Uh, five out of five everything bagels. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was good. Right? Those yeah. are two of the big ones. That was yeah. a sleeper. <laughs> Um, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm very on the spot. Just so everybody knows, Pat looks visibly like stressed I'm right stressed. now. <laughs> yeah, he's being very genuine. He seems quite. Yeah. I'm just gonna say something stupid. I'll give it five. No, <laughs> you can cut out all this, right? <laughs> no, no, you have to. Ooh, well, you usually, it, usually so. do, but now that yes. This say, is the good say, stuff. Just struggling. Good say stuff. the one that you were yeah. going to say. Now I'm curious. No, it wasn't good. It was going to be Dude, Every time eyes. I do it, it's not good. It that wasn't. was the first one that I felt like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, you guys have <laughs> set too high a bar. Is the problem that you've gone first. Five, five, that is true. Right. That's true. five multiverses out of five multiverses. Oh, that's like a good it. one. I like it. I wouldn't have thought of that one, too. That was yeah. good. Uh, I'm not going to top. For Tar, we, I did five stars. Um <laughs> And I'm never going to top that. Um, but the, yeah, I think it just we talked about the Halloween costume, so it's got to be five Rakakunis out of five. Yeah, I'm that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, right. I was going to say washing machines. That's oh, terrible. That's good. No, no, that's that terrible. Was, that that would have been, been great. That's yeah, terrible. Been good. Nope, you're both lying. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we would have stood up and applauded. Wow, washing machines. How original. It worked at a <laughs> school, son of a bitch. Yeah. We hate you, though. Like, oh, five cars out of five. <laughs> Well, there was cars in the movie. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't use that one, Pat. Thank you. Wait, was that the first perfect score? No, but it's one of the very few. What are the other ones? Off the top of my head, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, I haven't actually put them all on Letterboxd. So there's five for reason. Spirited Away. We weren't doing ratings yet. Oh. I feel like we would have. Yeah, you know? probably. Um, there's a few that we weren't do, doing ratings yet. We weren't doing do ratings for the first like six months of the podcast, and we recovered a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, we didn't do it for The Shining, but that would have been fine for me. I can't speak for anyone else. Um, thanks for being on, Corey, Noah, Pat. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank Great you, movie. Yeah, good times. I love this movie, and uh, hopefully it had a good night last night because the people involved seem nice. <laughs> I hope it wins. Yeah. Some of the other candidates i would be really upset if they won over this like what it'd be funny if it's what wins and you say it on this podcast <laughs> i would be upset if uh all quiet in the western front one elvis yeah. one yeah same top gun sorry I would be as upset. you like top gun I, yeah. did you did you see top gun yeah okay i didn't like it okay yeah <laughs> did you see it <laughs> No, I kind of want to see it though. Top Gun is great. Yeah, I'm I, the problem is I, I don't want to see it, but everybody keeps like talking about it, and I'm like, ah. Oh. 
we're good in the podcast. Uh, thanks again for being on, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Um, hooray for bagels or whatever. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have an ending bit. I have no bookends for this episode. What's the best cream cheese for an everything bagel? Um, uh, uh, sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> original. Uh, I think so. Sour cream or onion. Or chive or whatever. You can't do that. Everything's ready on the bagel. How are you going to add more? Garlic? Is that an option? Oh, my God. I don't know. I would garlic, love oh God. garlic cream cheese sounds amazing. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. We're uh, done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. All right. Uh, and- I'm, I'm